1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: I hope I still see that look in his eye. And I can handle the rest. That's, that's easy. Just I, I just want to see that look in his eye. I'll be happy. When he got those penalties, that look. I want to see you play that way. You know, I want everybody around you to play that way.
1: I think Co- Coach Arrington is going to be the the person to lead that, and then we follow behind him as he's the head coach, uh, and then obviously that that trickles down to uh, Coach Boyle's, and then guys like myself. You know, guys don't
2: follow anybody just because they show up. You, you got to prove it. You got to get on the field and earn it. And uh, so, yeah, leadership's a thing. Devin didn't show up here as a leader. He became one real fast, you know, uh, and the locker room followed him real fast. So they don't always follow everybody. They know who's a bullshit artist and who's not. When you talk a game and when you play a game, two different things.
0: Bucks Nation, this is another episode of the Real Bucks Talk podcast. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Real Bucks Talk. You can also find it on iTunes, Google uh, Play, and Podbean at Real Bucks Talk. Yes, we are back and we have some news. And well, actually, we're going to get into the fans first because this is a fan show. So we're going to go with fans' questions. And I think we got a couple talking about some topics of news regarding that happened today. So. We'll get into that.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. Let's give the well. First of all, mm-hmm. hello, all. It's been so damn long. It has been long. Missed y'all. Missed podcasting. Missed just the the vibe of bucks talking bucks football. And we're back. Yes. It's time to talk football. A lot of lot of stuff to talk about. And who better than Mister Loyal, Mister Huge Bucks fan, Tommy on Twitter, mm-hmm. who's a very loyal listener of the show. And he gets to divulge pretty much what just happened today, and it's Sheryl McCoy signing with the Panthers. And so, this is pretty much his little, I guess, analysis of what what would happen if Sheryl McCoy kind of signed with the Panthers.
4: Uh, so, I mean, it's not really that much of a contender. I'm not sure. I mean... Maybe he's it. Maybe the pant. Maybe Carolina is offering some money. I guess I don't know. But that, if he goes to the Carolina, I I'm being realistic. I know he'll still probably go in the ring. The he'll still retire as a buck and still eventually one day go in the Ring of Honor. But it's gonna put some time on that because yeah, it's uh, I'm just being real. It's just gonna put time on that. Um. If that's, if that's what he really wants. And plus, not only that, but Tampa's going to go to war with him. That's just straight up. They're going to go to war with him. I don't mean to be too long on this, but Tampa's going to go to war with him. They're going to go to war with him if he goes to Carolina. Bruce Arians will go to war with him. Anyways, I don't mean to go to too in-depth, but yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet. Peace.
3: Tommy's right about it, though. I mean, mm. you could tell there was emotion behind it. I mean, that's... A guy's been here for nine years. I mean, right. I, I was a young boy when he got here, and now he's he's gone. Yeah, we all it was you had to rip the Band-Aid off and let's let it let it out and mm-hmm. move on. But now he signs with the Panthers. Now we see him two times a a year, and now week two. Mm-hmm. So he's I, he's right though. We're gonna go to war with him. I mean, he he made the decision. He doesn't think it's a win now. I truly think it is a win now situation. Like. Mm-hmm of the team. Well, we'll discuss later, but I just, yeah, I wanted to let him be the one to, to get it out there to say Mm -hmm. McCoy's gone. He's gone with the Panthers and yeah, we're going to war. It's just be honest. And we already know what his weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll divulge what I think we're going to do when, when we get there, but let's go on. so we had another question on the email guys, email us. Mm -hmm. It's, we put it out there just to so we can we don't have to wait till like an hour before the podcast to ask y'all. Mm-hmm. Send us it throughout the week, whenever the heck you have a, a question, throw it out there at RealBucksTalk. Oh no, RealBucksTalk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple. We'll get it either the voice memo or question. So it's very simple and easy. Don't so you don't have to forget what the question was, right? But this is old reliable, Douglas O'Connor. <laughs> So, first time, long time. Just wondering, how come you've never had Ren Dax from the Peter Cast on? Question mark. <laughs> He's very handsome and his voice melts angels' hearts. Great show, great content. Ren, I mean Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Ren, it has been a long time. I yeah. mean, we do need to have you on. Uh, thank you for reaching out and because of that, we will have you, your very handsome self and your very sexy voice, I guess, that melts Angel's hearts. Well, I'm going to have to contact right back and get you on here because it needs to be on here based on just you asking, and I love to talk football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wren is uh, a good friend, and um, he was actually one of the first writers with uh, Real Bucks Talk when we had a website. We are writing articles, uh, so that was, you know, something we were, you know, doing, and uh, yeah, he's a good friend, and yeah, we definitely need to have you on, and I think that's probably the plan going forward once this mini mini camp ends we'll probably have more guests on as we go get closer towards training camp just cuz you're going to have that that long lull of, of really nothing because the players and the coaches are going to be off. So it's probably a good time to have some guests on and that's probably what we'll get back to. Absolutely, mm-hmm.
3: right? And then so one more voice memo with Tommy again. The boy is on fire. <laughs> so this is him talking about Sue what he feels about with Sue and the signing since we we haven't been on in that damn long, but here he is.
4: I think he's trying to put up ridiculous numbers so he can have a shot at possibly going in the Hall of Fame one day. So I think he's trying to accrue some numbers. So this could be a year. I know analysts are saying that he's not going to have a a four-and-a-half sacks, something like that. But I think he might light it up in this defense. I'd like to know what you guys have to say about that. Um, It's just something I've been thinking about. I'm trying to think outside the box of things and everything. So, but I'll keep this short and sweet. Thanks, guys. Bye.
3: Yeah, I mean with that that statement will he light it up? I think he likes the fact of the defense is an aggressive attacking defense. I I still think he's going to be a big piece. Mm. I don't think he's going to get 10 plus sacks. If he does, I'll I'll be ecstatic and I'll bite my words, but mm. I think he's going to be more the centerpiece that helps everyone else out. I think that's what we we've, we've all been thinking. I mean, if he gets four and a half, that's a good thing. If he gets eight and a half, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Ten for a defensive tackle is really a really big number. Right. So if he can get that, hell to the yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know what we're expecting from Sue. I think kind of kind of lower your expectations I think you know from a sack production standpoint we don't expect very much and I think that's why the analysts and others are saying you know maybe four and a half to five sacks I think we take that um, because of Sue's presence on the field is going to draw double teams and his main assignment is to stop the run and be a force in that factor and then also push the pocket up the middle so others uh, can eat like Mark said you know others will be more productive and get sacks um, that's what this defense is about. He's a great fit for the scheme and what they want to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. If he does explode for sack numbers, that's awesome. But, again, it's not something that we're going to be mad at him for not getting. Uh, it's it's just more about him being healthy and being productive as far as the team defense goes.
3: Yeah, I mean, we just just open your eyes to – I guarantee you probably McCoy gets more sacks than he does mm-hmm. if both stay healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But
3: the thing is, it's just look at what Sue will do for us as, as a whole, this mm-hmm. defense as a whole, because he's him and Vita Vea are gonna be nasty. Right. Okay. They're that the middle of the defense with Devin White behind them, Levante David behind them, and then just attacking safeties, Jordan Whitehead, right. Evans.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It's gonna be dirty once it all they all learn it
5: mm-hmm.
3: and come together. But it's just he I don't see him putting up the big number. Just that's just my perspective. But I mean, it's a good take. I mean, I I hope he does have a ten sack season. Yeah, for sure. Or a guy a, a numbers season. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to put up tackles. Yeah, he'll but, have more tackles, than McCoy. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of guys with that sit playing in that same scenario. A lot of guys on one year deals, so they have to be. Um, they're going to be motivated to really, you know, ball out and and show good things on tape and be motivated from that standpoint because. You know, guys want to get that big payday. So you have guys like Shaq Barrett, Noah Spence, Carl Nassib, all these guys up in the front seven that want to, you know, have production or, or show that they belong in this league. So, yeah, I mean, if, if Ndamukong Sue can do that and, and help this team from not only getting sacks, but he's just going to help everyone out, you know, alongside him, And that's, that's the big part.
3: You made a good point, though. All these guys with one year mm-hmm. left, right? Yeah, very so motivated. A big,
0: right? I mean – Yeah.
3: Push it.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: You're
3: going to have to to get that big payday you want. Right. Wow. I didn't even think about it that way. But, yeah, so that's another avenue to look at, right? Mm -hmm. But let's move on to what we think about this Jerome McCoy signing with the Panthers. Yeah. So, if you don't mind, let let me jump this off first. So, Jerome McCoy to the Carolina Panthers. Everyone's like, how is that a win now situation? I think it is a truly his best option of what he had to pick through. Of a win now. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what it looks like, it was between the Browns, Ravens, and the Panthers. Everyone's like, "Why the hell didn't you pick the Browns?" The Browns are going from a three-four to a four-three, so they're going to all have to learn what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. W- what are we going to do? No, that, and then you have a, a second-year quarterback who, okay, everyone thinks he lit it up. Okay, it was he was a rookie. I mean, everyone can light up a certain section of the of the season. you're a rookie because no one knows your tendencies Mm -hmm. let's see what happens when nfl teams have had a year look at you and understand what you do and Mm -hmm. what you're best at and stop what you're best at yeah that's where it really usually i think the second year they kind of go down then third year they go back up right so plus rookie head coach right so i mean it's a learning curve Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah he's gonna he would have been next to one of the best defensive ends but still like that same thing here. Like, I've stressed we're learning from a 4-3 to a 3-4. You don't want to be a part of that,
5: mm-hmm.
3: especially if you're in the latter end of your career. I mean, yeah, unless you're a suitcase and you really believe in Todd Bowles and what he can bring and how quickly they can teach and how Arians is as a, a teacher and how Bowles is as a teacher. Yeah, I can see that. But rookie head coach?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And then I I, I, don't know. I think that's why he said no to that. Yeah, The Ravens, same concept. Like, yeah, second,
0: 3-4. Second-year quarterback.
3: Second-year quarterback. An O-line that's not that's suspect. They have a good running game. But the quarterback can't really pass. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense has always been good, but it's 3-4 again. Right. And then they just lost their middle linebacker. They they may have gained Earl Thomas and some pieces, but like the, the meat is kind of gone. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he's never played 3-4. Why would he want to do it? Right. So the Panthers, Ron Rivera, what do you know? A 4-3 defense
5: mm-hmm.
3: who literally – Came from Chicago. It's cover two he, defense. He loves. Yeah. That's what he plays.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It makes most sense. He's going to have most success with it. You're with a quarterback that's proven. He, he can be sometimes an all-star. He can be sometimes a, a dumpster. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. He he can light it up yeah. when they're good. They have a see. proven star in Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, their defense behind him. I mean, even alongside him. Kwan Short. Um, Vernon Butler. Dontari Terry Poe. Keekley behind him. Right. Uh, Shaq Thompson like they're they're pretty much a good team if they if they stay healthy right and if things go right their offensive line is the best line I mean that that's I know I probably probably stole all your thunder on this (laughs) stuff but this is pretty much my clearest win now situation for him and best option for him
0: yeah I mean again he he probably wanted to stay in the NFC South if he could and you know, it's it's all about uh, familiarity, and he knows Carolina very well. I think he's a fan of Cam Newton, so he's, you know, they're probably good friends. Um, plus, he knows what this defense is capable of. So everything, I think, from that standpoint, fits what he wanted. Um, again, like you said, 4-3, he wanted to stay in that. And then I think just, you know, having the chance to play the Bucks twice a year, I think, is a big part of it, too. You know, why not? So. Uh yeah, I, I agree completely. I think it's a good fit for him and you know, still get a good uh contract and being able to um not move too far away from Tampa so you're kinda close to home and um yeah, it's just i think it it's a good fit for all sides, including, you know, the comparison of and versus Joe McCoy. I think this was what both sides wanted and I think they got you know, they got just that. I agree. I mean
3: yep. it's just it's a good situation for him, mm-hmm. and best of luck to him. I Like Tommy said, we're probably going to go to war with him. and yeah,
0: it'll be a battle.
3: And I, I honestly think we're going to run at him every chance we get. Yeah, Let him do sure. his jump in a gap, or whatever gap he don't jump, There's going to be a massive asshole. So 50-50, mm-hmm.
5: I'll
3: take the massive hole. And if Keekly's – I don't mean to be an ass, but if Keekly's in the right mind, doesn't have a concussion, <laughs> right. then uh, – there's either a wide open hole or he he clogs the hole. But mm-hmm. the thing is, just we know we know his weaknesses. We know, yeah, he's got a good get off. If his get off isn't there, he's not the greatest against the run. So, I mean, just we're gonna use it against him.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: We're gonna go to gonna go to war with him. He's still gonna get the ring of honor. Let's just be honest. Like yeah. McCoy, everyone knows McCoy is a buck, and he's right. It's, it may be sour. I don't think it'll be sour either way. He he mm-hmm. just wants to win. Yeah. And of the three teams that really wanted him. I think he made the best decision. Right? Uh, is it going to be a pain in the ass seeing him in on the other side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wish he would have went to the uh, AFC, but
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, it makes it makes uh, these games more fun. I mean, uh, and it'll probably be better TV, right? Yeah, games against NFC South rivals. I mean, it just makes it more compelling, and uh, it, it makes you want to beat them even more. So that's you know that's why that's why you watch the NFL. I mean, it's it's all fun. So. Yeah, so I, I like that. I like that move by McCoy. I think it's uh, I think it's good for both parties, and uh, we'll see what happens. But it's it's makes it more exciting uh, for that week two matchup for sure. Yeah, I mean,
3: he's gone. He's on the Panthers. Okay, guys, we know what we're going to expect. Okay, so let's move on to who's here right now, and that's Indominus Sue. He had his presser. We let's discuss what he talked about. Everyone's wondering what's the real reason why he was here. It's like, oh, maybe it was the money, maybe it was Todd Bowles. Why the hell was he not with Todd Bowles and the Jets? Well, he pretty much gives you the answer like the first minute of his press conference, and here he is.
1: I think the biggest thing is you, you just hit it right there on the head, Todd Bowles. Uh, I've had a conversations with him over the last couple of years, especially when he's with the Jets last year. Uh, I looked at going there uh, and made the decision that I did, uh, but wanted to team up with him and see – uh, what him and Casey Rogers could uh, help me continue to grow. I think as professionals, we always want to find ways to continue to grow and meet great people. And I've met Todd probably like three or four years ago uh, via somebody I highly respect in this game, Jim Washburn. So
3: it was cool to hear him say not just Todd Bowles but Casey Rogers, who if you'd name him by personally like that, I mean, that's pretty much saying, like, okay, I think this guy's a pretty good defensive lineman coach. That's one big thing to me. And then, yeah, that he actually even thought about signing with the Jets last year. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Rams were the clear choice to win now, but right. just the fact that he thought about it just because of Todd Bowles, like, it's pretty pretty that's, big deal.
0: That's very impressive because that just shows you what kind of coach Todd Bowles is and what he can get out of players. It, it seems like Todd Bowles is one of the guys that can – elevate players to a new level um and that's i think that's something that excites indomitian sue because you know he's in the latter part of his career you know he's 32 years old he's still trying to um grow and get better i think he even talked about that in his press conference Um, so he's always looking to take that next step forward as a player and if todd bulls can do that then why not you know why not join forces
3: yeah like how he even said he's like because, I mean, a lot of people th- started laughing. Uh, J.C. Cornell put up the post of like the Hulk and mm-hmm. then the Hulk with the glasses on. Oh, and that's yeah. what Sue is. I mean, until you hear him talk, yeah, you think just an, an asshole, a guy that just steps on people, bully. Mm-hmm. Then you hear him talking like, holy shit, this guy is smart. Oh, he, yeah. he talks smart. He talks savvy. He, he's mm-hmm. He knows what he wants to say and he knows how to. To say it, mm-hmm. okay, and in, in an eloquent way, right? Not just I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna sack his ass. Yeah, he's he knows what he wants to say and how to say it. And it's people didn't realize that they just see the ugly side of him. That's how the media portrays him. And he pretty much said that in the press conference. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to see that, and then how he even said his body, and how he, his mindset, and how he is. He wants to win. He still wants to play. He said, I think it was a Tony Gonzalez show or something he did, Yeah, where it's like his body's going to get him through the NFL. He's confident in that. It's just when his mindset says, I don't want to play this game no more.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's awesome. Yeah. So right now, he's, I want to win. I want to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing for a paycheck. I'm, I'm playing because I want to beat the shit out of the guy in front of me. And that's yeah. what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what you want in your defensive tackle who's nasty, who's going to play nasty, Yeah, because that's the way you're supposed to play the position. Okay, so. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. obviously, by the intro, we said, Arian said that's the type of guy he wants. Mm-hmm. That attitude, he wants everyone to play with that attitude. Right. Let's hope it does fall into place. Mm-hmm. And again, it's starting with Arian's. Now you got another guy that wants to push the way he talks. And, and literally, Sue seems like the prototypical guy that Arian's likes. Like, oh, yeah. That he's smart, mm-hmm. knows what he has to do, and he's going to push it in your damn face. Yeah,
0: he's, he's the class Campbell. I mean that's that's what he is. I mean it's yeah, it's it's nine day how different. I mean, it's just it's a good match. It's a good match for Indominik and Sue.
5: Yeah.
3: And then here's a couple more clips of Sue. This is him saying Okay, Top Bulls is the reason, but what does Top Bulls do that he likes so much, pretty much?
1: Uh, his personality, the way he looks at things, uh, the way he wants to attack. Uh, I think Coach Arians also mentioned in a press conference the other day about being able to attack, be very aggressive, uh, play up the field. Uh, obviously, people have the responsibilities uh, and whatnot, but it's. I like, I've like. i always enjoyed being an attack style defense.
3: Again, like we, we've all discussed with Jess Root, um, mm-hmm. just attacking, blitzing, or or three defensive tackles up front, stop the run, then get after the quarterback. It's just with all these people pushing up in the middle, there's going to be opportunities. So Mm. like Tommy said too, like maybe he is wanting to put up numbers. Mm. It could be. Right. Because he's such a damn big man. Mm -hmm. And then he sees Drew Brees and that's a little fella. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, it it suits him, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully VWA has a season like – Aaron Donald did.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not ever going to say that. That's a total joke. Aaron Donald's a total different player. So don't don't. Mark said that. no. Don't don't do it, guys. Uh, and then again, this is what we talked about before he had his press press conference. How he can play everywhere. He's. This is why he to me he was better than McCoy. McCoy just did one thing three tech. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do anything else. Obviously, and Bruce Arians came out today saying, "Oh, he just wasn't a fit." Like, um, he just, let's be honest, he just, that's what he is. He's best at that. This late on in his career, that's what he wants to do. So, Sue had played pretty much everywhere in the Rams. He talks about this right here. Uh,
1: If you want to look back at last year, I played every single position. Uh, And I pride myself being able to play three technique, uh, nose, end, uh, nine, seven, six, whatever you need me to do. Uh, And I think uh, it's important for me as a professional to continue to grow and evolve in that space.
0: Tommy, what do you think? No, I love it. Uh, that's what we talked about last week is just his overall versatility that he brings. I mean, he's a guy that can play outside of the tight end, or you can put him inside of the guard in the tackle. You can put him inside of the center and the guard. So he can pretty much play all the gaps, A through D. Um, I mean, you can put him anywhere on the line, I think. And then you add him with Vita Vea, who can do the same thing. I mean, you, you got to like that. So. It, it just adds more to your defense, and that's what Todd Bowles is all about. He's about versatility. He's about being able to do a lot of different things that can confuse the offense or just different ways to attack it. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a great match for what Sue wants to do, and I think that's a big reason why um, he's here and, and McCoy is is on his way to Carolina. It's just it's just about fit when we when we break it down. It's true. It's mm-hmm. fit. Yep.
3: Just how he wants to play his defensive lineman. It's yep. it's all it is. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, money, business, but McCoy was a pro- I, I, I stress this enough. McCoy is a prototypical 3-4 – no, 4-3-3 tech.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Let him play what he's best at. Right. And this 3-4 defense, he wasn't it. Yeah. So why fit a square peg into a round hole, whatever mm-hmm. the hell saying it is? So just that, don't, just don't it. push it. <laughs> yeah. So, Sue can do this. He's more multiple. Mm-hmm. We love that word, multiple. Play anywhere you can on the line. He can do that. Right. Just leave it at that. Okay, guys. And then here's a one last little clip from um, McCoy. <laughs> Sue's press conference, which I thought, I was like, holy shit, did Bruce Arians give this guy a script of what the hell to say? Yes, he did. It seems like it, because it's either that, or he just thinks the same way this coaching staff does. Mm-hmm. So, the, the This is what you've heard from the coaching staff, from the coach, from the top to bottom. This is pretty much the exact same voice right here. Check them out.
1: I think coaching staff is very important uh, in being able to buy into what they're speaking uh, and really just laying out on the table for us as as players and, uh, and professionals to soak up uh so I think it's an intricate piece but also at the same time you got to have ownership in yourself uh I I think you can't just look at the head coach and the staff to say it's their team it has to be a collective group that understands that it's our team and we need to all have accountability in that and uh, take ownership to be successful
0: yeah it's spot on I mean you you have to be accountable you have to buy into what the coaches are telling you um it's all one common goal and that is winning football games and you know, Coach Arians has said it. The whole staff has said it. Um, the players are speaking it. Uh, that's, I mean, it's another reason why, I mean, they probably loved Dominican Sue because, I mean, he's got that mindset plus coming off of a team that was just in the Super Bowl. So, you know, that hunger is still there and he, his drive to win is, is great. So, but yeah, I mean, he's preaching the same message. It's, it's all about guys buying in and you have to be all in it together or else it's going to fail. Um, and we've seen that in past years with, with Tampa Bay Buccaneer teams. They're just not everyone's on the same page, whether you have cancers like a Deshaun Jackson or a Chris Baker or a uh, Brink Grimes, or maybe even going farther back like a Kellen Winslow, guys like that, that just, you know, they take you off the wrong, you know, the wrong path and it breaks up a whole team. Yeah, And then not having
3: the leadership to kind of counteract that. Right. Weak, I mean, weak head coaches. Yeah, and, weak head coach. Not a right. supreme, dominant player right. in the in the locker room. Right to shut everyone up. Yeah, or proven winner, winning culture. There was, there was none mm-hmm. of it, it. Was
0: there? Yeah, and Sue first said, "I mean, it starts with the head coach." So, I mean that that shows you how important coaching is.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you just you can't keep pointing the finger to the Patriots. They they just do it right. So you're going to listen to Brady. Mm-hmm. You're going to fall into place. Right. You're going to listen to Belichick. He's giving you form and love how to win. If you want to go against him, you're off the team. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You want to win? Listen. It's that easy. Right. It's that easy. Uh-huh. So Arians has shown you how to win. He's won every year. Yep. You don't think he's had a losing season mm-hmm. ever. Listen to him. Yeah. He's putting it into, into play, into fruition. Let him divulge his plan into you. And obviously, he's brought the band back together. Todd Bowles, everyone loves Todd Bowles' defense. He had nothing against his defensive coordinator status. It was just his coaching. Okay, what well, is the head coaching?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, now he's back to what he wants to do best. So, run with him, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, Dominic and Sue, you all know that we we love him as a, a fit in this Bucs defense. McCoy, he's happy with the Panthers. I'm happy he is there. It was a good fit. But we move on, right? So, and now let's move on to Bruce Arians and what he talked about uh, since there's a lot more things going on. It's not just Sue and McCoy. So, this is him. I thought this was a cool little clip because we talked about how he is a down-the-field threat Mm -hmm. offense, similar to Cutter, but in a different way. Right. He's going to take his shots, but someone asked him about the speed threats of Perryman. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that going to be good in this offense? Literally, you can just hear his change in voice and how ecstatic he kind of gets about this question. Get productivity
2: out of, out of Perryman, uh, that that stretched the field guy. How important? is Oh, overall? It, it, it's huge in this offense. You know, Scotty's been catching some balls the last few practices, but Broussard, he's got size and speed. It's a whole different element with him crossing the field and going all the way, just not just going vertical. So. Yeah, when those three guys are all out there healthy, it's it's a mismatch. What have
4: you seen from me
0: Yeah, I mean that I mean, Bruce was ecstatic, you know, talking about you know huge Yeah. He's talking about Perriman and and even Scotty Miller who looks like he actually is gonna be a fit on this team as a as a six round pick, which you like to hear. Now again we have to wait and see once the pads get on, it's you know, it's a different story. But uh yeah, I mean the vertical threat Uh, to the offense is going to be a big part of it Um, there's going to be a lot of you know downfield passes and getting chunks I mean that is how you win in today's league it's about getting big plays and taking advantage of you know your weapons that you have on offense um, and being consistent with that so having a guy like Perriman and Scotty Miller that can stretch the field that opens up things for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin Uh, it's it's going to be good I mean again they have to stay healthy but you like to have that component Um, on your team all all the time because speed helps everything
3: (laughs) yeah i mean it's it causes defenses to to play back yeah for sure it makes other avenues open Mm -hmm. other options open other areas of the field and just it makes everything easier Mm -hmm. if you have speed my thing is who's the third guy he was talking about is it godwin is it who's the third speed guy those three guys. So that was just something that I was thinking about. But mm-hmm. still, yeah, like we all said, he loves the speed game, and he's gonna want to take his shots. We all know that. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be like Cutter's offense where it's everyone goes deep. Mm-hmm. So, and then that that brings me to this next question. Everyone was asking about the O line, and we we even stress it. We didn't improve it at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Howard Kaufman asked all the best questions. I think. <laughs> I mean. So he pretty much asked, what about this O-line? It was healthy all last year, pretty much, besides Donovan Smith's injury in the beginning of the year. He may have played with an injury, but mm-hmm. they didn't really pr- produce. They did bad. So what are you going to do to fix that, or how are we going to get more out of them? And here's his response.
1: If we it could play, healthy, with, it it we could
3: play with
2: five or six guys and put the quarterback in positions where he's not dropping back seven steps and playing from behind, you got to run the football you got to play manageable third downs and get the ball out of your hand, but you still got to take shots down the field. So stay cohesive. Stay co- they're plenty good enough. There's a lot of money invested in that left side in the center. So, I mean, they're going to play better. I can see I can see the, the competition growing, and they're a nice, tight group of guys, which I really like, they're very, very smart.
0: Yeah, I mean, cohesion, that's going to be a big part of it, I think. You know, we go back to last year or the last couple of years where you just had the rotating guards, you know, going on. And, you know, guys really didn't know, you know, how to work with one another next to each other because there's always a, some type of movement, you know, moving piece. So maybe, you know, having a set five guys. Um, now, he did say six, but I think six would probably be as a extra lineman to put as like a tight end or something like that. You know, not as a rotation piece, but I don't think that right guard is going to rotate again. I don't think so. No. You hope not. But yeah, I mean, it could. No, I don't think they're going to play that game. Not with Bruce Arians. Um, it's just something he's never done before, and I don't think he's he's one to change things now. Um, well, so it's just a or just a breather. You think? No, no breather. No, keep the same five in. Um, if you're going to bring in a six guys as an extra piece for jumbo sets, you know, put them on the end um, to help the tight ends, but. Yeah, I think cohesion is a big a big part of it. And if those guys can stay healthy, again, he's right. I mean, there's a lot of money invested into the offensive line, left tackled to center. Those guys have to produce. Uh, and, again, it's a smart group, like he said. And it's also a group that I think is motivated to be better uh, because they haven't been good the last few years. I mean, it's it's time to put up or shut up. Uh, and I think they have the guys capable in the room right now to do a good enough job to, to help this offense be where it needs to be.
3: Yeah. I, I, I can see the, the close group because mm-hmm. Dom and Smith and Ali Marpet are like really good friends. Yeah. They're really, they're anyone brothers. who, yeah. Anyone mm-hmm. who's a box fan knows that. Right. I mean, they have their own show
5: mm-hmm. on the radio. Yep.
3: So those two are already a close knit group. Then Jensen, he literally gets along with anyone,
5: mm-hmm.
3: anyone and everyone. So and he's an, he's an ass on the field. I love it. Mm-hmm. That like you said, that left side is there's like a lot of invested into it. To me it's just that right side. Yeah. How much more do you got in Dot? How much does Kappa bring? And then I guess his sixth is uh what's probably, a big boy. Yeah, Warford. Yeah, Warford. Yeah,
0: Warford. Yeah. Warford? Mm-hmm. I mean
3: I just let's see. Mm-hmm. I mean Again, he made good points. You got to run the ball. Yeah. You can't put the damn quarterback in position where he's down twenty-one, not doing seven-step drops all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Sit, wait for fifteen. Yeah, you take your shots, but not everyone's a deep shot.
5: Yeah,
3: <laughs> have Perryman, Scotty Miller, the guys that are supposed to be running that damn far down the field, mm-hmm. or Mike Evans. Have him do a stop and go. Don't have him do a stop and go every damn down.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You just smarter with the routes. Yeah. Choose and pick. That's why we probably drafted Scotty Miller. That's why he's making a big impression.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It's choosing. choose your time when you're going to attack. It's not just attack every damn time. Yep. And I'm hoping that's what Arians brings. Obviously, he's a winning, winning, winning formula. Yes. So I'm hoping this is all true. I remember we had our podcast with our huge concerns about the O-line. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Yeah. These yeah. are all good answers, but mm-hmm. it's all what you put on the damn field.
0: Yeah, there's still concerns, and we still have to wait and see what they put out there on, you know, training camp and et cetera once the pads comes on and and what they show in preseason. But I will say, you know, to to your point, Mark, is I think they're going to be put in better positions to hide their weaknesses, and I think that's something that, you know, we haven't seen. You know, he even, I think Arians talked about this way early in the offseason where, you know, right tackle or, you know, the right side of the line is not going to be asked to do certain things that, was asked to do last year where it wasn't successful so it's about doing things they can do more and and limiting those things that they just don't do very well and i think that's that's where he's talking about you know just putting them in better spots and also you know limiting the seven step drops etc you know running the football being committed to the run more um, having a more balanced attack what is that is that is that coaching that's coaching oh Well, we haven't had that in a few years. Yeah, we haven't had it in a long time. So, well, let's let's hope it gets put into act. Yes. Because, again, like it's... Again, and that's what they're putting their money on. They're betting on themselves. Uh, The coaching staff is putting everything on themselves and really seeing, you know, what they can do with this roster because it is a talented roster. But, you know, how far can they elevate that and really put it into something that can be formidable going up against opposing teams?
3: Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, Every team in the NFC South is; they can be competitive
0: for sure. Very talented
3: division. Okay, so it's a lot of people see us as a bomb dweller, but mm-hmm. to be honest, if if the coaching staff puts it together, we're dangerous as shit. Mm-hmm. Very good. No matter what, any way you look at it,
0: yeah,
3: I got. And yeah, I, we haven't proved shit either. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, if you look at what we have on paper, and if if we it was used correctly, right, it could be dirty. Yes. It's a lot of ifs, though. That's the only thing, and again, that's probably and why I,
0: I think Bruce talked about that. You know, he just he talked about how you know injuries play a factor. You know, so you got to have some luck on your side. You got to get the right bounces. You got to stay healthy through you know certain stretches of time where you can gain that chemistry and development and really push forward and get on a run um, as far as winning. And, and they even talked about starting fast, um, and that's something that they have to do. But yeah, it all plays a factor.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's. You, you, like the biggest thing out of this off season is you hope this coping, coaching staff mm-hmm. really is the real deal and can get these guys to play how they should be playing right. and how they should have been playing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: And so speaking about the players, they asked Bruce who are the, some of the guys that you didn't think were going to be this good or who are doing very, very well, who have made an impression on them. And uh, I love, love hearing this. It's You keep hearing this name.
0: Mm-hmm. You, I hope to God we keep hearing his name. Yeah, it's the biggest X factor of the whole the whole thing. I mean, it, it could change everything.
2: It's true. Here he goes. Oh, gosh, there's so many. It's, it's hard to single them out. Uh, offensively, I'd say from when I got here and what I heard about Ronald Jones, he's been outstanding. Um, Scotty Miller for a rookie has jumped in there. Um, Allie, that whole front group of guys, how tight they are up front defensively just throw the rookies out the window because they're they're exceeding expectations already but Levante uh Vita uh I I could could go on and on I, I don't be more like who am I disappointed in which is nobody
5: yeah but
0: I mean that first name Ronald Jones I mean that that excites us because I mean he had such a disappointing rookie year granted wasn't used a lot but It just seemed like the guy was just down on himself the whole year, never could really get confidence. And now he seems like he's a a new man, like born again and and really finding his comfort zone in this league and just continues to ball out. So if the Bucs can get anything from Ronald Jones this year and and really get that USC guy that we drafted, I mean, (laughs) sky's the limit for this offense. It could really change everything. Him and Peyton Barber just complimenting each other. It would be really nice to see.
3: Especially if he can catch a ball.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
3: And it's the big word, outstanding,
5: mm-hmm.
3: from what he heard, what he saw, and then what he's seeing now. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He is the probably the biggest X factor. Because mm-hmm. if he can catch a ball and then we have that speed factor. Right. Because right now, every Bucks fan, every team doesn't think the Bucks have any speed in the running back position. Right. Because you haven't seen Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. You just haven't. And USC, he was—that's all he was. It's just pure speed.
5: Yeah.
3: And everyone thought he could just break one big anytime. Mm -hmm. But guess what? His confidence was down. He was what twenty years old? Twenty one? Twenty years old. Yep. So maybe he was just immature, and now he got under someone's wing, Peyton Barber, who's a beast Mm -hmm. at helping people out. He tried to help Jeremy McNichols, and just McNichols just—I guess—just didn't take to it. Right. You could saw see that in, uh, was it Hard Knocks? Yeah. Yeah. So it's. You hope he and Peyton Barber got together, learned the, what the intricacies and small mm-hmm. things you got to really hit on to make it successful in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Peyton Barber, you're not going to find a better, more driven player. Like everyone's heard his story. Right. So if you give that fire to a guy with the talents of Ronald Jones, wow. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I mean, it's just his confidence. That's all he needed, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping he found it. I, I'm not going to. Give it to him yet? Until I see it. Yeah, yeah, we got to see. So, it. Uh, but you you love hearing the over and over and over again that mm-hmm. people are saying oh, Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Ronald, that's that's the boy who's he's showing the most. He's balling out. Yeah. And again, here's another guy talking about Ronald Jones.
4: <laughs> Who else is this? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I would say uh, Rojo is has been shown out. He's been showing out. I, I think it's just uh, his uh, his confidence, his comfort. You know, Rojo's a smart guy. And he's getting comfort, comfortable in this offense. You know, no one is breathing down his neck. He's more relaxed, and he's going. He's out there executing at a high level, and you can see you can see where he can really add to this scene.
3: No one's breathing down his neck. Was Cutter just up his ass? Is that what that is? <laughs>
0: it very well could be. I I mean, I just don't think he he just never vibed uh, with the coaches last year, and then I think he just never really picked up. Just wasn't learning as fast as he possibly could, I think. Something was was slacking there. Um, and then never really got the confidence of the coaching staff. Yeah. And then, you know, didn't get opportunities on the field. And it seems like this coaching staff, or whether it's the coaching staff or, like you said, Peyton Barber, something just switched on, you know, Ronald Jones is like, okay, I need to get my ass in gear. And, you know, because NFL is not for long. And if you don't produce, then you're out of the league. Uh, so I think that just, that flipped and he, he's really learned how to be a professional now. He's taking everything, um, that he's getting and putting it out there on the field.
3: Yeah. I mean, you just want to hear people keep saying Mm -hmm. your name in a positive light. Oh yeah, for sure. And this, you keep hearing it all over and Mm -hmm. over every press conference, you hear it.
0: Yeah. And especially it's coming from Jameis and also Bruce Arians. That's huge for Ronald. Uh, that gives you so much more confidence and
3: your quarterback and your coach are noticing you're that damn good. Right. That's huge. And then here's his last little bit on why he thinks now Ronald Rojo is
4: clicking. He can overthink sometimes. But the the great thing is he's happy, he's executing at a high level, and he's playing well. He's playing really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that says it all. Uh, and that goes to my point, you know, that I was talking about. Yeah, overthinking. And, um, you know, now he's just playing more relaxed, uh, really comfortable. And, and sometimes that happens. I mean, you, you need that. Uh, you know, especially coming in as a young man, you know, 20 years old, going into the league, high draft pick. Um, I, I, I talked about this, I think, last year about Melvin Gordon. You know, he struggled his first couple of years, uh, yeah. and then really turned it on. Um, so really, it sometimes it's just about getting comfortable with the league. Even at USC, Ronald Jones had the same thing. Struggled early on in his career, and then really broke out junior year um, when he found his footing and really got confidence of what he was doing. So. I think that just plays a part into it, and, um, you know, maybe this is now it. This is his time to show why, you know, he was drafted so high last year.
3: God, I hope that Melvin Ingram – or not uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon comparison. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. It it was just the first year. Second year exploded, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right about that. But, yeah, he just took some time to, you know, get adjusted. I think he might have been still playing behind LT maybe at the time. I'm not sure. I don't know. He He was it. He was it? Okay. Yeah.
3: Because um, I remember I had him in fantasy, he sucked ass, and I, mean, I, I <laughs> took him again. The second year he yeah. dominated. Right. He yep. didn't have a touchdown his first year. That's right. And then second year I think he had ten or more.
0: Yeah.
3: Which is. Okay. Rojo, baby, please, baby, <laughs> baby, please. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> All right. So then they said that's the most improved guy. Is he named Scotty Miller again? Speed threat. Yeah. I know we just har- harped on Rojo, but that's the biggest name to me. Mm. The, both of us. Yep. I hope we keep hearing it. But Scotty Miller, speed threat. Mm-hmm. Again, you'd mentioned earlier, six round pick.
5: Yeah, special you really, teams,
3: special teams and speed threat. Yeah, I mean that's, this is the J.J. Nelson. Like again, name drop Jess Root. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned he loves these John, smaller John Brown fast yep. guys, right? Mm-hmm. So and then he mentioned, yeah, all the defensive rookies. We all know he loves Devin White, Mike Edwards. You know he's been balling
0: out. Yeah, I think we're gonna get into this next clip. That's gonna talk about the secondary yep. as a whole. Actually, uh, you know what?
3: Let's jump into it before we talk about it. Okay. Here's him talking about what he thinks about the secondary. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there something that jumps out at you that says, you know, we're not as bad as we thought we are going to be in that
2: position? Yeah, probably the secondary. I think we're really, really good. <laughs> with the with the Carlton and, and Vernon, we knew we had two solid corners. Now we got five solid corners. You know, I think Ryan came a long way. Um, so, yeah, I think what – earmarked as a, a problem set back in January, it's totally fixed. It's knocking wood is to help it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a... <laughs> that's a uh, it's probably the most improved position of the offseason, and I think it's something that had to be improved with talent and adding more pieces to it. And he even talked about Ryan Smith, and you know, him coming along. So that's great signs. And you have two solid corners and Vernon and, and Carlton on the outside. You've added uh, a Jamel Dean. You've added a Sean Bunting Murphy or Sean Murphy Bunting. I'm going to mess that up all year. Get it right. I know. I know. But hyphen. Hyphen. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, it just it's awesome to see, you know, that group coming along so quickly because we're going to need them to play at a high level. And then also the safety group with Mike Edwards, who's playing outstanding, Jordan Whitehead. Uh, Justin Evans, I think is it might be back at practice uh, this week. Um, if not, training camp for sure. But uh, yeah, it's, the group as a whole is is just looking really good, uh, standing out.
3: Yeah, like he like he said, they knew they had coach Davis VH three, mm-hmm. and then he said, now we got five.
0: Yeah, five solid corners.
3: So yeah, VH three Dean. I don't know if Dean Jesus <laughs> VH three Davis, then Shaw Murphy Bunting. Yes. Then I'm assuming Ryan Smith and Dean. Yep. yep. Those are your, your five. And it, that's deep. hmm Right? And then not to mention these guys like you were mentioning. Mike Edwards can play nickel corner. Yeah. MJ slot, Stewart. MJ Stewart. Yeah. And then even Jordan Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead. He's shown he can do that in that capacity in college and in his one year. Right. I'm huge on Jordan Whitehead, guys. Okay? Yeah. So he hasn't been getting that much raving and hooting and hollering. Mm-hmm. But, guys, the, the dude's shown up mm-hmm. all of his tape in college and his one year in, in the NFL. What do you think year two is going to be? Mm-hmm. I, I just I, – I can't wait to see his name being called more in the notoriety. I don't know. He's, I just think he's a really, really good player.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, Knows for the ball. Plus, yeah, and just the way they're they're playing right now, they're playing a, a style that they all love, and that's being aggressive, being attacking, going up the field instead of backpedaling. You know, it's all going downhill, um, attacking the football. That's what it's about. Uh, and it seems like they're making plays. I mean, getting interceptions daily in practice, um, that's that's a good sign. Again, I mean, we have to wait and see how it, it translates to pads because this is shorts and helmets. But, you know, once training camp comes on, that's a position to watch, and hopefully they continue to rise and ascend um, and, and impress this coaching staff uh, daily.
3: Yeah, and then so I want to say this. it's I don't want to make it seem like we're just being a hype train Mm -hmm. over positive overly positive yeah i mean as fans you want to be happy you want to root for your teams you want to be saying oh we're gonna go to the super bowl yeah everyone has that main goal yeah we have that goal but it's being realistic and that's why we kind of started this show Mm -hmm. and just the whole real bucks talk itself is just to look at it in our perspective and see okay what are we really doing right what are we doing wrong Mm -hmm. and where where do we need improvements Do I think the coaching staff is an improvement? Hell to the yeah. Yeah,
0: it's the best coaching staff in a long time. In a
3: long damn time. Mm. Do I think it's going to be immediately better? I I honestly do not think, and that's why we made that podcast a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes time to get better. I'm just hoping at the end of the year we're on a hot streak and we're getting there.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: I honestly don't think. He says start hot. Yeah. I hope we can do that. Do I think we can do that? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tested very yeah. early, especially yeah. with this damn road streak and everything. Yeah. But but let me, I, I want to play this is a long clip. Yeah. This is his question about how the team is and how the coaching staff will be with the leadership on the team and how the old coaching staff did it. If you saw this clip, you could see his emotion. How he's like, oh hell, that coach staff did shit. <laughs> he's waving his hand like, stop asking me this question. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how, to me, a coach should should answer this question. But Arians, take it away.
4: Is a lot of that
2: though? Um, I mean, coaching can only go so far. But just getting the guys, the right type of guys who can uh, that's coaching. Handle those moments. That's coaching. <laughs> okay. that's, that's our job is to put them in enough scenarios that they don't get surprised by it. It's, it's just this old habit. You see us do these must-wins every day, put them in a, a, a really hard situation, so how they how they handle it. So it's not a surprise for them next year.
4: But is it also a mentality thing, too? I mean, the previous head mm-hmm. like coach had said before that, you know, a lot of times this team is finding ways to, a lot more ways to lose games. Um, yeah, I don't. Creative ways to, I mean, do, do you
5: sense any of that from this group?
2: Mm-hmm. Not whatsoever, because I don't feel that way. It's going to start at the top. I feel that way, it's going to permeate down for sure. And uh, But, no, I don't feel that way at all. I mean, we're going to be a smart team that wins those post games like we always have.
0: That's perfect. I mean, it, it just shows you how important that head guy is because if he's believing something, that's going to translate the whole way down. It's a trickle effect like he just said. Um, and you go back to previous coaches, you know, they were believing one thing and that, that stuff – Translated down to the whole team, and that's why they struggled to win close games. And you know, Bruce Arians is complete opposite. He's like, we're going to do it this way, and we're going to find ways to win games because we are going to be smart. We are going to do the right things in certain situations. And they've already talked about that how they're trained uh, for every scenario. So these guys are ready to face every possible situation that could come up in a game. And that's what good coaches do. I mean, that's that's like putting it ABC style of coaching. I mean, that's what you're supposed to follow.
5: Yeah,
3: I mean, when I said, I wish y'all could see this, he's shaking his head, waving mm-hmm. his hand like, no, no, that's not what coaches are supposed to do. You don't say, oh, the, the team's a loser. No, because mm-hmm. that means I'm a loser.
5: Right.
3: I'm not a loser. I, I'm a winner, and I'm going to push you to be a winner. I'm going to show you how to be a winner, and it's going to start at the top. Right. And we've all been saying it starts at the damn top. Mm-hmm. This organization's been sh- – Shit. Yeah. <laughs> because at the top it's been shit. hmm So guess what? You you got Jason Light and Bruce Arians working together. Those are two that have been wanting to be together. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the highest besides the Glazers. So you hope these two I mean Bruce Arians is the most straight shooter you're gonna get.
5: Yeah.
3: yeah. Jason Light is pretty much listening to him. And he brought in the staff that he wanted and that's gonna push these guys to be the right stuff. hmm So, yes, I'm going to buy into everything he's saying right now. Because Cutter literally would say, oh, I'm going to debate changing the quarterback every damn week it seemed like. Yeah. He didn't even want Winston to start with.
0: Or is the usual, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't don't know what's going on. I don't have the answer.
3: Who the hell has the answer then, Coach? Right. If you don't have it, who does? That's why we went and found a guy. Yeah. And if you all have been following us for a while, you know, I loved putting damn clips of him saying, I don't, I just don't know. Yeah. And if y'all want to hear the, the day we fired him, we made a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful <laughs> intro to our podcast back then. It's I was in Iceland, plus did it solo. But go back, find it. I'll I'll mention it later if y'all want to see it. But literally it's every a sum of what Cutter did. And it was just he didn't know reasons of why we were doing bad. He would talk in a demeanor of a loser and just didn't. If you're the head of an organization, mm. wherever the hell your head turns is where everyone else is going to go. If you don't know, mm-hmm. no one else knows.
0: Right. Exactly.
3: So you just you the rest of the team feels like shit because they don't know. They mm-hmm. they're led by a clueless headsman. Mm-hmm. Right? So I mean, I'm not I'm I am bashing him, mm-hmm. but he just to me first year, first time ever head coach in the NFL, he didn't do well. Maybe he's going to be a Belichick. He's going to fail first, get a job, and then mm. never know. Yeah, he, he does a good vertical offense, to be honest. But to, to us, he did so many things wrong yeah. <laughs> repeatedly, and then you'd see it every year, year, year. Yeah, we'd start something good, and then all of a sudden it'd turn to shit. Mm. There's consistently bad. Yeah. So hopefully we see consistently good.
0: Yeah, I think just the last take on Arians there, I think it's just his positive outlook on things and, and really eliminating negative thoughts, or eliminating – um, you know, the what ifs, you know, really looking at it as just, we're going to make this happen. You know, this is what our plan is. This is what we're going to do. And now we're going to go out there and execute it. Uh, I think that's, that's what it comes down to, but yeah, I mean, you just, you gotta like what they're saying right now, but again, we still have a long way to go. Um, you gotta put everything into place and, and really see what happens. Um, but it's going to be exciting just knowing that, I think these guys are going to be finally prepared uh week in and week out and really be ready to go and and now you see if the talent is good enough.
3: No, I'm 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 ready for good coaching, good play on the field, good effort mm-hmm. and just the fire to win a game. Right. And the fire of a, a coaching staff to push you to that point. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Let's see. Let's see what happens when there's that fire in you.
0: And maybe we we finally stop beating ourselves, and if we do lose, then it's just because the other team was better. And that's what we hope for. You know, if we are going to lose, then let's hope it's on that and we're not beating ourselves week in and week out like we have the last decade.
3: Yeah, let's hope for a good
0: defense, too. Yeah. (laughs) For once. For sure.
3: Well, I mean, other than that, we just covered a whole shit ton of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys, Jerome McCoy is a panther hey leave it be yeah let's wait for week two
0: yeah it is what it is right now Uh, you know and dominican sue i think was just the better fit even bruce arians talked about it you know we bruce arians talked about just guys coming together guys standing out like ronald jones the secondary looks to be that much better uh and now we just hope like we we said you know it all comes together quickly and we can find success very fast Um, but with that being said I think we're going to close it out hope you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram also you can find this podcast on iTunes Google Play and Podbean be sure to give us uh, comments and ratings Uh, we love that stuff any type of reviews you guys can give us or comments to help improve the show uh, we really appreciate that Um, but as always go Bucks everybody have a great, great week and we will try to be back on hopefully later this week with another episode We'll
3: see you soon.